Me coming through on my promise. Look at this. No, uh, no telling you I'm gonna release this episode or that episode and then not coming through. No lying. No, oh, change of plans, this and that. I'm here. As I said yesterday, when I dropped the Giants Cowboys reaction episode, I said we're gonna be back Wednesday. Episode 90. Why do I podcast? How are you? I'm Ryan Honey, as always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. And as I said, for episode 90, it would be NFL Best Bets Week 6. It's my favorite time of the week. Every Wednesday, the upcoming games. We have to do it Wednesday because, you know, you got to conclude the Thursday. You have to include the Thursday night game. It, it, it comes back so quick. The Monday night games and then Tuesday and Wednesday both fly. And all of a sudden, it's the following week, Thursday night already. It's absurd. We have to do it every Wednesday. And we're back again. And I'm excited. As I told you, it's my favorite time of the week. Every week is doing this episode. I'm serious. I wouldn't lie to you. I know I've lied to you before, but I wouldn't lie to you about that. We're back. And we got a shorter week than usual this week. Because now we're finally into the section or the time frame of the season where bye weeks start to be a thing. Since it's a 17-game uh, schedule, 18-week, 17-game schedule, now bye week started week six, as they're, as they're doing this year. But it was always week four bye weeks would start. Now they start two weeks later. But that's, you know, take it as you will. But we only got 14 games to talk about this week, as opposed to the usual 16, which is fine. I mean, it makes for a shorter episode, which sucks. But... It's not as many numbers to go back and forth on, not as many spreads, money lines, totals, stuff you have to go back and forth on. And we'll touch on all of them, by the way. You know, some games we don't touch in some weeks. You know, if there's an injury or whatever, we don't like to touch those games. We don't know what's going to happen. And we don't feel comfortable giving you our betting advice when we don't know what's going to happen as far as different injuries are concerned. This week, we're touching all 14 games that are set to be played. So let's preface that. And we came very prepared. Taking a spread, money line, and total for each of those 14 games, which are starting with tomorrow night, Thursday night's matchup between Tampa Bay and the Eagles in Philly. Tampa Bay is minus six and a half. By the way, all these odds are courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook, as they always are. And they are these are Wednesday's odds. Wednesday, as of a couple minutes ago, it's around 5.40 p.m., so a couple minutes ago. Uh, I looked at see if there was any changes. Not many. I wrote these odds down and made my picks this morning. Went back a couple minutes ago to see if the odds changed a little bit. Not really, but regardless, these odds are courtesy of one or courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook from Wednesday. Obviously, is always there subject to change. Okay, and it's you know we we can't change that. Okay, that they're always going to change. So take that as you will. Regardless, these odds are are as of Wednesday, but. Tampa Bay minus six and a half, I got to take. Listen, the Eagles are, they may not be as bad as we think they were going to be. I mean, starting off the year, the Eagles were one of those three teams that I had in mind and other people had in mind as well, that they were the clear-cut last place team in their division. I knew, well, at least I thought Eagles would be last place in the NFC East. 
Lions would be last place in the NFC North. That's looking like it's going to happen. And the Texans would be last place in the AFC South. That may not happen, especially since the Jaguars exist. So the Eagles may be a little bit better than we thought. They beat Carolina last week. Carolina obviously has a good defense, started off 3-0. But Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay. And Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And I know he's dealing with a thumb injury, but it didn't seem to hinder him last week when he threw for what? 411 yards? Five touchdowns against Miami? You got to take Tampa Bay minus six and a half. This is going to be a two-score game, final score. It's going to be like a 13-14 point win. If that, I'm taking Tampa Bay minus six and a half, and obviously Tampa Bay on the money line minus 280. And you got to take the over, just because this, this, I understand the Eagles can't put up too many points on a consistent basis, but when you look at this offense for Tampa Bay with Brady and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, and everybody else, it's... You know, there's a reason they won the Super Bowl last year. You know what I mean? Like, and there's a reason they wanted to bring everybody back on that side of the ball, on both sides of the ball. They, they put up points, and they will on Thursday night. 53. Eagles got to prepare for the Tom Brady and Bruce Arians offense in a short week. That spells doom for Philly. Over 53, I got to take. And then, Sunday morning, again, another London. I mean, I feel, I feel bad for this... This London series started off with Jets-Falcons and has now moved to Dolphins-Jaguars. I mean, that's not exactly, you know, you're not exactly getting Buffalo versus Tampa Bay in those matchups, to say the least. But regardless, we got Miami, Tua Tungavailoa may return, we don't know yet. Um, but we won't, usually we won't, as I said before, we won't touch a game because of, if there's an injury that we don't know if, you know, a big, a, an important player is playing or not. We don't know if Tua is going to play or not. And he was designated to return to practice, and he is eligible to be officially activated for this Sunday. But regardless, I got to take Miami minus three, whether Tua or Jacoby Brissett plays. I got to take Miami minus three and Miami on the money line minus sixty minus one sixty five, and, and I got to take the under under forty seven and a half. Listen, Miami can't really score points. Uh, Jacksonville can't really do anything. Jackson, you know, Jacksonville hasn't made a field goal yet. Through five weeks. They've had more scandals than field goals in five weeks. It's absurd. Jacksonville can't score points. Miami can't really score points. I got to take under 47 and a half, but I'm taking Miami to win outright and to cover minus three. Starting with the one o'clock games, we got Chargers and Ravens. Now the odds makers are, they are disrespecting the Chargers. The Chargers are one of the top teams in football. I've said it since the beginning of the year. In, at the beginning of the year, I put the Chargers at number 10 of my uh, power rankings. They're now up to 7, I think. Now, I have Baltimore at 6. However, I think minus 2.5 for Baltimore is too big of a... I think, Char- I think the Chargers are going to win this game. I really do. I think Justin Herbert's fantastic. I think the Chargers are one of the new teams to beat in the AFC, especially in the AFC West with the Chiefs and Raiders in that division. And, and Denver's not that bad either. I, I I know the Ravens came back and they beat Indianapolis, but they needed a 22-point comeback and for Lamar Jackson to have the best game of his life to beat Indianapolis, a team that started off 0-3 and who employs Carson Wentz, who's a turnover machine. I think the oddsmakers are a little bit too confident in Baltimore here. I got to take LA plus 2.5, and, and I got to take LA plus 130 on the money line. I have to. I think, I think LA is the better team right now. I just do. I think they have a better quarterback. Um, you could argue that people probably would, but that's what I think. Uh, I think they, I don't think they have as, I, I like Brandon Staley. I don't think he's as good of a head coach as Jim, as, uh, John Harbaugh, but I just like LA's quarterback more. I like LA's roster more. Uh, I like LA plus two and a half and the odds makers are disrespecting the chargers a little bit here. 
and they got to take uh, over 51 and a half. Both these teams can score. Let's be real. Justin Herbert can lead a high-scoring offense, and so can Lamar Jackson. What else do you need to know? Over 51 and a half. Uh, what do we got? Minnesota at Carolina. Now, these are two interesting teams because Carolina starts off 3-0, and they drop the last two, one against the Cowboys and one against the Eagles. The Vikings are 1-3. Uh, two, excuse me, yeah, 1-3. Or no. 2-3. 2-3. They just beat the, yeah, 2-3, just beat the Lions 19-17. to Listen, they, they got to beat the Lions by more. I don't think they played their best football game. I really don't. Uh, you can't be beating the Lions by just two points. But the Vikings, I mean, you look at their other games, they only lose to Cleveland by seven. They beat Seattle, who had a healthy Russell Wilson. They lose to Arizona by one. Arizona is still undefeated and the only undefeated team in the NFL. And they lose to Cincinnati week one by three. And Cincinnati's all of a sudden one of the better teams in the AFC. Three and two. Were a field goal away from beating Green Bay, and they should have beat Green Bay. They were, their kicker was celebrating when the field goal was wide left. So Minnesota and Carolina, they're... they're you don't really know what you're going to get out of them, to be honest with you. They're very, uh, they're mysterious teams. You don't know if they're good. You can either get the Minnesota that's losing by one to an undefeated Arizona team, or you're getting the Minnesota team that can only beat Detroit, who's winless by two. Carolina, you can get the Carolina that's, you know, starting off 3-0 and or losing to Philly. You don't know. But I got to take Carolina plus one and a half. I think Carolina has a chip on its shoulder coming off two straight losses. I think Sam Donald's going to have a bounce back game after throwing three picks against Philly this past Sunday. I like Carolina plus one and a half. And since it's too tight of a spread, I have to take Carolina on the money line. I don't think this is going to be a one-point game, which is what the spread would indicate if Carolina was plus one and a half and then I took Minnesota to uh, win outright. I'm taking Carolina with the spread and plus 105 on the money line and under 45 and a half. I like both of I like. Carolina's defense, uh, I don't. Well, I think Sam Donald could have a bounce-back game. I'm not saying he's going to have a Tom Brady-esque game like what Tom Brady did last this past weekend against Miami. And I don't trust, uh, I, I don't know if I trust Kirk Cousins on a consistent basis. I like Kirk, I'm higher on Kirk Cousins than a lot of other people, but I still don't trust him on a consistent basis. I don't think anybody ever does. I don't think the Minnesota does. I don't think Mike Zimmer does. So I'm taking the under here. Moving right along, we got Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay is only minus four and a half. That's a little disrespectful, too. I got to take Green Bay minus four and a half. I like Justin Fields, but I don't think he's ready to be a top-tier starter right now. I mean, he's starting. That's We all know that, but he only threw for 111 yards this past Sunday against uh, and the win over the Raiders. I mean, he'll win games. He's won. He already won a game, but or two, rather. But, you know, I, I just think Aaron Rodgers is... Far and away better. Not that I think I know, and no one's arguing this. Aaron Rodgers is far and away the better quarterback in this matchup. Whether the Bears would play Justin Fields or Andy Dalton or Nick Foles, um, Green Bay is just a far better team. I think they're. I think this is a. I think it's a ten to twelve point win for Green Bay. I got to take the minus four and a half, and obviously minus one ninety five in the money line. As far as the uh, total, which is forty four, I got to take the over. Okay, I like this. Michael, um, excuse me, Matt Lafleur. Aaron Rodgers' offense. Uh, I like what Devontae Adams can do. Uh, and listen, I just don't... Uh, I think the Bears can score. But at the same time, you know, this... It, I, how do I phrase this? This is too low of a total. It is. 44. I, I just think, you know, the the all the Packers really are going to need to do is put up, say, like 28 points on the board for this two. Or maybe... Mm, I, I'm taking the over. I'm sorry. That's basically what I'm saying. They're, they're, 
Green Bay is going to put up 28, 30 points, which they can definitely do because the Chicago defense is not strong uh, for this for this uh, over to hit. I'd say 30 to 16 would be an appropriate final score in this one. So Green Bay is covering, winning outright, and the over is hitting, which is what I'm picking. Cincinnati and Detroit. Listen, I think Cincinnati is one of the better teams in the AFC uh, North and in the AFC period. I've said that already this podcast episode. Uh, I'm taking them outright, taking Cincinnati on the money line, minus 180. But I'm taking Detroit to cover, plus three and a half. Listen, Detroit is not a great football team. I mean, they're 0-5. I don't think I need to tell you that they're not a great football team. They're literally winless through five weeks. But you look at the schedule. Only lost to Minnesota by two. Only lost to Baltimore by two. Baltimore needed a game-winning 66-yarder in a dome for the Lions to lose. Okay, they lost to San Francisco by eight. San Francisco is far and away the more talented team in that matchup. I like the Lions to cover here, plus three and a half. But I like Cincinnati to win minus 180 on the money line. And as far as the total, I got to take under 48. I don't think the Lions can score a lot of points. I mean, I, I don't think. I know they can't score a lot of points. I mean, they've, they, they haven't hit 20 since week one. They put up 33 in week one. And then after that, they put up 17 in week two, 17 in week three. 14 in week four, 17 in week five. They can't score points. Jared Goff can't lead a high-scoring offense. So, I, I'm taking the under here. Any Detroit game moving forward, I'm taking the under. Bar none. Houston at Indianapolis. God, how bad is Houston to be a 10-point underdog to Indianapolis? But listen, I don't, I don't hate Davis Mills. Through three times, you know, we always talk about Bill Belichick is a nightmare for rookie quarterbacks. He was a nightmare for Zach Wilson in week two. Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. Davis Mills threw three touchdowns against New England this past weekend. I'm not saying he ended the Bill Belichick as a nightmare for rookie quarterbacks narrative, but he's short of, he's, he was definitely the outlier in the narrative. Threw three touchdowns. This guy wasn't even a starter a couple weeks ago. He needed a Tyrod Taylor injury for him to take on the starting role as a rookie quarterback. With a dysfunctional franchise that doesn't have much hope for this season at all. We're just dealing with a massive scandal regarding Deshaun Watson. Davis Mills has taken over and he threw three touchdowns against the Bill Belichick defense. Now, I'm not saying Houston is going to beat uh, Indianapolis. And I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. And I'm not taking them to. I'm taking Indianapolis minus 475 on the money line. But I think Houston will make it close. I think Indianapolis may be a little bit better than we think, especially with how they played at Baltimore, but I'm taking, I got to take Houston plus 10. That's too big of a spread. I like Davis Mills. Uh, I think he'd be, I think he'd be pretty good. You know, he, he I, all you got to look at is, is the numbers. Three touchdowns against the Bill Belichick defense. And Bill Belichick kills rookie quarterbacks and has his whole career. Houston plus 10 and the minus 475. And I'm taking the over because I think Indianapolis can score. Uh, they put up 25 points against Baltimore. I don't think Indianapolis is going to have to score an absurd number of points to be uh, a contributor to this over, which is low. So I'm taking over 40. Over, excuse me, over 43. All right, halfway through, what do we got? Rams, Giants. This should be interesting. You got the, the obviously the Rams are the much superior, the, the, when you look, when you look at it from a stand, the, uh, talent standpoint, the Rams are far and away the superior team in this matchup. I don't think anybody is arguing that. And you also have to consider Daniel Jones might not play for the Giants because of the concussion. 
Saquon isn't expected to play because of the low ankle sprain. Kenny Galladay has a knee injury. He's not expected to play. While Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton have a good chance to return, they're still coming off hamstring injuries, and they're probably going to be limited in practice this week. Same goes for Jabril Peppers. Uh, Andrew Thomas is was dealing with a foot injury. He didn't practice on Monday. Giants are banged up. Banged up. I'm taking the Rams minus 9.5 in this. I have to. I, I, I don't think this is a single-digit margin when the final score hits. I, I, I don't think this I don't think the final score is gonna be the margin is gonna be single digits. I think the Rams win this game by fourteen to seventeen points. Okay. I have I have to take the Rams minus five what is it, five ten? Yeah. I gotta take the Rams minus five ten on the money line and minus nine and a half. They're the far superior team in this matchup. Giants are banged up. Rams are one of the best teams in football. Giants clearly not. Rams are looking like they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Giants looking like they're going to be a contender for a top 10 pick. Maybe a couple top 10 picks if Chicago doesn't finish great. Taking the Rams both in the spread and the money line. I'm taking over 48 and a half too. I'm taking over 48, 48 and a half. Just because I don't like the Giants defense at all. I think it has struggled mightily this year. It has very much failed to be as dominant and as talented as it was last year. And I think the Rams can put up a significant number of points on them. And I think the Rams are only going to have to score maybe like 31 points for this over to hit. So I'd say like 31, nah, let's go. I would say like 32, 35-17 is the final score. <laughs> that would have the over hit. Los Angeles would cover. Los Angeles went out, went out right. Rams 35-17. Sorry. Hope I'm wrong, but yeah, that's just how it is. Sorry. I mean, the Giants are banged up. They're not as talented as the Rams, just how it is. Kansas City at Washington. Man, Kansas City needs a bounce back game. Two and three. Bottom of the AFC West. Who would have thought? Patrick Mahomes, three turnovers against Josh Allen at home this past Sunday night. Kansas City needs a uh, get back game, and they're going to get one with Washington on deck. I'm taking Kansas City minus six and a half. Listen, I think Taylor Heineke's coming back down to earth. Through, through picks against uh, New Orleans this past Sunday. I think more and more teams are getting more and more film on them. I think Kansas City and Andy Reid are going to come in. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, are going to come in knowing how to defend Taylor Heineke in this Washington offense, which is not that great. And uh, I think Kansas City wins this game by at least 10 points. I think I said this is a 10 to 12 point margin on, on, the, uh, on the scoreboard when the clock hits triple zero. Kansas City minus six and a half. Kansas City minus three hundred. Taking the over though. I'm taking over fifty six and a half. Because listen, this Washington defense is not good at all. Like the Giants' defense, it's failed to be as dominant and as talented as it was last year. And if we're going to be completely and totally honest, the Chiefs have their issues. That's fair to say. But it's still Patrick Mahomes, still Travis Kelsey, still Tyreek Hill. It's a lot of weapons. A lot of guys, a lot of talent. They'll put up points. And they could put up 40 if they need to on Sunday. I'm taking the over 56 and a half. Arizona at Cleveland. I mean, the odds makers aren't uh, respecting Arizona either. Just like the odds makers don't respect Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers, they're not respecting uh, Arizona at all. Arizona is plus three and a half for DraftKings against Cleveland. Now, Cleveland's good. Cleveland, obviously, playoff team from last year. 
could be winning that division eventually. Obviously, they're going to have to go against Baltimore. I don't think they're going to have problems. Uh, mm, that division's good. Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's the worst team in that division. And Pittsburgh was a playoff team last year. So was Cleveland and Baltimore. But Cleveland's good. They were toe-to-toe with uh, the Chargers last week. But I got to take Arizona. I think Arizona's. I think they. I think Arizona has the better quarterback in this matchup. I mean, Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray is a legitimate. Is going to be a legitimate MVP candidate if he keeps producing. I think uh, Arizona's roster is good. I think they play fast. I think when you look at Cleveland's defense, which could not contain the uh, Chargers last week, I certainly don't think they're going to be able to contain this fast offense with Kyler Murray and. Uh, Chase Edmonds and uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the coach, and Rondell Moore and DeAndre Hopkins and Adrian Green, and they just they don't have. I don't think Cleveland had their defense as it in them to defend this Arizona offense. I'm taking Arizona plus three and a half, and I'm taking Arizona to stay undefeated plus one fifty five in the money line. I'm taking the over though. I mean, both these offenses are good. Cleveland's offense is great. Arizona's offense is great. Both teams have good quarterbacks. Great offensive weapons. I like the over here. Over 49. I think that makes... I say the odds makers are disrespectful by putting Arizona as a plus three and a half. As a three and a half point underdog. I think they're even more disrespectful to either of these teams by making the the uh, total at over under 49. That's absurd. Tell me Cleveland's off. Cleveland put up 42 points last week. Arizona's capable of putting up points. They dropped 37 on the Rams a couple weeks ago. Who are supposed to be the best team in football. And you're making the over under 49? Over is my lock of the week. Surefire Arizona-Cleveland over 49 points is my surefire lock of the week. That's ridiculous. Las Vegas and Denver. Las Vegas, uh, the Raiders are a three and a half point underdog. Listen, I usually don't like to take a spread like this where it's kind of tight. Take the underdog, but then take the other team that's favored to win outright to win outright. Because I think a lot has to, like if it's plus two and a half, I'm like, and I take the, the underdog on the spread, but the favorite on the money line. I, I, I don't like that because I think it has to be for both to work out. It's such a small margin forever. That means one team has to literally lose by two points. Or one. <laughs> and then the other team has to, you know, obviously win out. It's too small for a mar- it's, it's too small mar- of a margin for error, if you understand what I'm saying. But I got to take Raiders plus three and a half here and Denver minus 180. Look, I think uh, the Raiders, I think I could see the Raiders losing by a game-winning field goal here. I think they'll play them tough. I think both teams are interesting because, uh, you know, both started off 3-0 and then have lost the last two straight. Uh, I think the Raiders can make it interesting. I think Denver can make it interesting. But I just think Denver... <sighs> I'm trying to figure this one out. It's tough. It's tough. I'm begging... I'm sorry. I'm taking Raiders plus 3.5, Denver minus 180 on the money line. I have to. I, I think I think the, this will come down to a game-winning field goal. And I trust Denver. They're at home. Uh, I think, you know, obviously, the Raiders are dealing with a lot lately with the resignation of John uh, Gruden, head coach, after old um, misogynistic homophobic, racist emails of his were uncovered. Uh, the Raiders are dealing with a lot right now. I think Denver wins this matchup, but I think they only win by three. So I'm taking plus three and a half for Vegas, Denver minus 180 on the money line. And uh, I like either team's defense, so I'm going to go under 44. Dallas at New England. 
And I like this matchup. I like this because, let me tell you, New England's not good. They're not. I love Bill Belichick. He's the greatest coach of all time. They're not good. And let me tell you this much. Dallas is. Dallas is good. I took the Giants to cover last week, plus seven and a half. The Giants lost by 24. Dallas has an elite quarterback in Dak Prescott. Top-tier weapons in CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. Elite running back in Ezekiel Elliott. Another great running back in Tony Pollard. I mean, Tony Pollard rushed for 75 yards against the Giants, and Ezekiel Elliott rushed for 110. <laughs> 185 yards between the two of them in the passing league. They can get a gun, and, and not to mention, this Cowboy defense is talented too. I mean, he, Tra Trayvon Diggs is picking off everybody. Jabril Cox is good. Micah Parsons is great. And the oddsmakers only have Dallas minus three and a half against New England. That's another lock of the week, is Dallas minus three and a half. That's absurd. Dallas minus three and a half and Dallas minus 180 on the money line. And you got to go over, over 51 and a half. That's also disrespectful. To have this deep, this offense, this Cowboy offense, and any game that involves this Cowboy offense, and you're making the total 51. Surprise, this total isn't 58. <laughs> over under 51 and a half, that's it. Dallas minus three and a half, Dallas minus 180, over 51 and a half. All right, Sunday night game. This should be a doozy. Geno Smith versus Ben Roethlisberger. Can't wait. God, I wish it was late in the year. We could, you know, another game could be flexed. You could flex Arizona-Cleveland. You could flex, you know, maybe Vegas-Denver. You could flex Chargers-Ravens. But now we're stuck with Geno Smith, former Giant, former Jet, and Ben Roethlisberger who is probably in his last year of his career. I'm taking Seattle plus five. I don't trust Pittsburgh at all. I don't. I know they beat Buffalo. I know they beat Denver. But Roethlisberger is looking his age more and more every week. I don't trust the most important position on the field for Pittsburgh. And I think... Seattle still has weapons that Geno Smith can utilize. They don't have a good defense. We know that. Certainly not a good secondary, despite the fact they're paying Jamal Adams $70 million. I don't trust Roethlisberger, and I don't trust the, Pitt, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't. And Geno Smith didn't look too bad against the Rams last week. When he came in, he threw the touchdown pass. He didn't look awful. Threw a pick, sure, but didn't look awful. I'm taking Seattle plus five. I'm taking Pittsburgh minus 225, though. So I trust them a little bit. I just don't trust them to cover. Because, again, it is Geno Smith. I'm taking Seattle plus five, and I'm taking Pittsburgh minus 225 in the money line. I think Seattle will make it close. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, though. That's why I'm taking under 42 and a half. I could see it being 17 to 14 final score. Pittsburgh winning. Seattle covering. Underhitting. Yeah. That's that's what it is. It, regardless, it's not going to be... It's, it'll be close. It'll be a close matchup. And you always want a close matchup. You know, obviously, if you're just a general... If you're watching the game and you're not you're not a, severely rooting against either team. But it's not going to be the matchup to look forward to this week. i just tell you that right now. Finally. Buffalo on primetime again. They got Buffalo on primetime, what, every week? Had them in Sunday Night Football last week. This past weekend. Got them on Monday Night Football this coming week. Or next week, rather. Excuse me. 
I'm taking Buffalo minus five and a half over Tennessee. Tennessee's another team I don't trust. They lost to the Jets. They couldn't close it out against Seattle. Who's two and three. And Seattle was good, obviously. Russell with a healthy Russell Wilson. But still, lost to the Jets. And a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. And they aren't entire they haven't been entirely healthy. I like Buffalo minus five and a half. And I like Buffalo winning outright, minus 255. Tennessee is just, I don't trust Tennessee. And Buffalo right now is my, is the, in my opinion, the top team in the NFL. I've had them number one in my power rankings in each of the last two weeks. Buffalo minus five and a half. Buffalo minus 255. I think Buffalo can win this game by seven or eight points. I'm taking the over though. Taking the, I think both offenses can score, really. I think Josh Allen led offense can score. I think Ryan Tannehill, the Ryan Tannehill led offense can score, uh, especially when Derrick Henry gets going as well. I mean, the Bills are averaging thirty four point four points per game. Tennessee's averaging twenty six point four points per game. Tennessee's also letting up twenty six points per game as a defense. Buffalo minus five and a half. Buffalo minus two fifty five to win outright over fifty four. And with that. We are good to go for week six. I told you my locks. Told you my locks. The over in the Arizona, excuse me, the, the over in the Arizona Cleveland game, which is over 49, and uh, Dallas minus three and a half over New England. Those are locks. Absolute locks. And Dallas minus three and a half is total lock. So it was Arizona, Cleveland over 49, but I'm just trying to make a point. Total, that, that those are the absolute locks for this week, those two. But for that, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 90 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. That's at Ryan Honey, E-S-N-Y. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Art Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you guys soon. And uh, all right, I'm out of here.